This hour? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Are we ready? We'll let Coach open it up with a few comments and then raise your hand if you have a question. We'll get a mic to you. Uh, obviously, uh, really disappointed um, the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the, not just in the outcome, but um, in, in how we lost those games. Um, uh, but my, my message to the team uh, is we're, we're not where we had expected to be. We haven't played to our standard. We haven't coached to our standard. Um, but none of that matters this week um, because this week uh, we owe it to our senior class uh, who has done so much uh, for this program uh, since we got here, I know, um, to put us in a position uh, to be successful moving forward. And, um, you know, there, there's uh, nobody in that locker room that should not feel uh, a debt of gratitude towards them and, and want to be able to repay that by um, making their senior day um, really, really uh, memorable. Uh, so, you know, obviously short week, uh, really uh, difficult on the, the coaches and players. We um, did not practice yesterday. As you know, we normally have uh, light practice on Sundays. We just met, uh, watched the the film uh, from the previous game and tried, you know, 30 minutes of just kind of an intro on, on what we knew as coaches. And then, um, you know, with us practicing today, you know, last night was a, a long night for the coaching staff, just uh, trying to formulate a game plan as well as early this morning uh, so that we could have a, <clears throat> a good practice this afternoon and, and have uh, a semblance of at least our uh, first and second down game plan uh, to go against Texas Tech. Um, injury update. Um, Juwan Mitchell uh, aggravated a, a hamstring issue he's been dealing with during pregame. Um, Anthony Cook is still uh, going to be out. Obviously, Cade Brewer is still out, but he is, is recovering. Should have him back for the bowl game. Uh, Sam Cosme. Uh, sprained his ankle, so he'll be very limited today. Devin Duvernay um, had a contusion on the, on his knee that's that really swelled up, so he's going to be limited today. Uh, Jalen Green uh, is uh, had an ankle sprain; uh, he's going to be questionable. Keontae Ingram is improving from his ankle sprain. Colin Johnson is probably a bowl game. Uh, DeMarvion Overshawn, another ankle sprain that um, we're hoping will improve uh, throughout the, the course of the week. He is, um, you know, he'll be limited today. Jordan Whittington, uh, we re-MRI'd um, his pelvic area. Uh, the, you know, there's no abnormalities as far as uh, anything unrelated uh, to the pubalgia. Uh, we, we've sent those pictures off uh, to the doctor in Philadelphia and, and waiting for him to evaluate them. The last time we did it, um, you know, obviously he said, you know, that uh, everything looked great and uh, cleared him to play. Uh, but, but Jay Witch, he's been in a lot of pain, so we got to figure out 
uh, what's going on with him. Questions? Raise your hand if you have a question. We'll get a mic to you. Start in the middle with Ed. Coach, uh, how's your head? And do you regret doing that because it's gotten a lot of national attention, but how is your head feeling? Because I see a little, <coughs> little red spot on there. No, my head is fine. Um, if, if the nation had been paying attention, they would have realized I did that my three years at Ohio State, uh, two years every game uh, at Houston. So that, that was nothing new for me. I just, uh, again, like I said, post-game, uh, in my old age, I had kind of gotten away from it, but um, I was pretty pumped up about the game, and I know our guys were too, and just kind of spur of the moment uh, hit me. But it's it's nothing, um, nothing that, I mean, I don't know how many games that is, three years at Ohio State and two at, at Houston. I mean, it's it's been happening quite a bit. Okay. Up front on what? Brian? Tom, Tom I, don't, I don't expect you to tell us everything that was said in a, in a staff meeting, but... I was hoping walk us through why you feel the offense has gradually lost its effectiveness last month. Yeah, I, I in the staff meeting I did say you know these these are kids that are good kids and and they're going to want answers. Um, and I, in in my opinion, uh, when you play such a unique defense. Um, back-to-back weeks uh, there is a fine line of saying hey we've got to you know some of our base stuff is not going to be good right and you say we we can't do x y and z because they're going to be in position a b and c Um, and so you say okay well then we need to do d e and f Um, and i think when you Veer to uh, again. There's got to be some of that. There, there has to be, um, or else you're, you're not going to move the ball. But there, there's got to be a fine line to where um, it becomes uh, too much that you can't get um, taught uh, in the course of a week. And uh, obviously, we did a. Uh, we thought the plan was great. I mean, we we asked. I mean, I, I remember asking Sam. He's like, Coach, I, I love it. It's great. Uh, feel better about it than Iowa State and um, you know we didn't do a good enough job as, as coaches of, of getting that plan um, executed and um, you know so I, I think those we have not done a good job as a staff of walking that line of making adjustments based on um, you know the uniqueness of, of that defensive structure uh, and but still being able to, to execute at a very high level. In the middle, Bob? You mentioned that 80-10-10 after the game on Sunday. And mm-hmm. When you look at that 10%, of the, the negative side of that 10%, what do you have to do over the next month to make sure that number doesn't balloon and become anything bigger than that in your locker? How do you, how do you keep everybody? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing, because of the, the middle 80 <laughs> can kind of gravitate towards one or the other and so we've got to rely on the top 10 to go grab those guys that maybe trying to dip their toe if you will into the defiant and disinterested um, crew and um, and make sure they they pull them back out of that so I think that's the biggest thing and um, 
you know, again, relationships. I mean, just making sure that um, that these guys understand that um, we want what's best for them. You know, we're we're trying to win for them, um, and you know, we're we're on their side. Okay, one more. Coach, I have two questions uh, for you. Let me throw them both at you at once, or both sure, one. yeah. Um, the first, the, the question is um, about, like the play calling. I know you have a, a say so within the play calling, um, but in previous ventures, I think you called mostly up in the press box. So I was wondering if you can kind of walk me through this collaborative effort on how it goes from back down to you, and then how you guys figure it out, and then what kind of audible can can Sam run within that? Well, a lot of them are. Uh, we do. Uh, more than any other year, uh, we, we put some on Sam, and, and he's handled it really, really well. I mean, he's he's super sharp. Uh, in today's day and age, you know, it used to be you could, you know, line up in a formation, look back to the sideline, see what they were in, and, and call a play, and the defense wouldn't move. Nowadays, they're checking when we check, this, that, and the other, so... Um, a lot of the, especially pressure checks uh, versus blitz, have to come from the quarterback, uh, or else they're just going to check out of, of that. So we give him uh, some pressure checks that all year uh, he's done a done a great job with. Uh, and then a, a lot of the communication is again pre-snap. What are they in? You know, is it maybe a look back play where we've got to give Sam some information, and the press box has much better view of that obviously than than I do um, and then uh, in between series you know there's there's talk of okay um, you know this is working because of this let's do this more um, and then you kind of have a, a mini script if you will for then the the next series and the next series and and then obviously you know, third down throws a wrench into that, especially when you, you're not efficient on first and second down, and and it's third and long on a versus a drop eight team, especially. Uh, so that's kind of the dynamics. I think hopefully you were hoping sure. for. Sure, and you have the final say so correct on the play that's being called. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that coach, you guys have really recruited at a high level over here for the past few years, um, but you know they've had some issues this year. Do you feel like the staff? Has done a good enough job of developing that high-level talent that you guys have been able to bring in. No, no, um, we haven't. I haven't. Uh, everybody, uh, the players haven't. You know, I mean, we're, we're all um, we're all in this together. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. So um, that is a, a big charge of mine um, in the off season is to um, find a way. Uh, to get these guys better developed and, and put them in better uh, positions to succeed. And also then comes the part where the player has got to decide, you know, that I want to do, take the steps that are necessary to be developed. Over here on your left, Danny. Uh, Tom, how much is the short week going to mess with your guys' schedule as far as practices are concerned? And... Are the players going to be allowed to go home for Thanksgiving, or are you guys just going to be doing that you know, as a group of players that could get home for Thanksgiving? Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a big hindrance, you know, in terms of what I mentioned earlier. You know, the the fact that you know we're having a game plan uh, into the wee hours 
of a Sunday night after just getting back from a road game, uh, and then Monday morning, and then um, you know the, the kids having to practice on a Monday, which is a, a big change in routine because it's a, a huge class day. In fact, we'll have some players miss practice today because of, of class conflicts, um, and then but I, uh, so then. Uh, Tuesday will be like a Wednesday, normal Wednesday practice. And then we'll wake up Wednesday morning. Um, we'll practice Wednesday morning like a Thursday. Um, and then the kids will be free uh, to go home, uh, whatever, until Thursday morning, late morning. They'll report back. We'll have our family Fridays on Thanksgiving Day. And then one thing that I'm really proud of that we do here, um, the and we did it at Houston too. The 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 travel squad players that'll be in the hotel on uh, on Thursday night. Uh, we invite all of their families uh, to have dinner with us. So we have a, a true family dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, uh, in the hotel uh, with the travel squad. Um, in years past, I mean, I don't hundreds of family members might. Be, yeah, it's probably you know over a hundred family members have, have joined us in that and then uh, they'll all kind of say goodbye to their families on, on Thursday night and then we'll resume our normal family Friday uh, schedule after that but um, I think the kids and the families really really appreciate uh, us allowing them uh, to at least have some semblance of a, of a Thanksgiving meal with their son uh, and then the travel squad guys after non-travel squad guys I should say the, the guys that won't be going to the hotel uh, they have the option uh, Wednesday right after practice they can go home not be back till Sunday uh, or they can come back for the game Friday if they choose Stan you're left Taylor Coach um, I want to ask like, what is it like you know, stepping into a program and you know, trying, to, trying to win over players who were recruited under a previous regime what is that like for you well, we're we're past that. I think you know the 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 scene. We've got one class left that were recruited from a previous regime, and um, for the most part, they're they're bought in. I mean, five of our captain. We've got a small senior class. I think if you include Parker Braun, I think it's still only ten scholarship guys, something like that. Um, and to say that five of them are captains, you know, and um, you know all the other ones are completely bought in. So that, that process was years ago. On your right, Cedric? Tom, uh, this is a, one of the toughest stretches you've gone through as a coach. All coaches have mentors. Uh, who's your mentor and uh, who's your Mr. Miyagi and have you reached out to? <laughs> um, coach Brown, uh, certainly, uh, just because he knows this place. Um, coach Davis, I think having Larry Fedora in the building every day has been really beneficial for me. Um, so th- those are the ones that my wife, <laughs> um, the circle is small, I can tell you that. Um, but uh, um, no, they've, they've, they've been um, good helps along the way. Uh, we played phone tag. I'm planning on hopefully getting a hold of them today. Tom, you're a tough-minded guy. You're—I think you tell the kids in recruiting, "I'm not, you know, going to be your friend. I'm going to 
try to coach you to be the best football player you can be? I don't, but that's okay. You okay. can think that. Well, yeah. Anything, <laughs> any of these characteristics, please feel free to correct. But as a, you know, sometimes bad cop, you know, head coach, mm-hmm. um, how, you know, have you done a good enough job of showing the players how much you care? Because they always talk about you can coach the hell out of them as long as they know you care. And who are the guys on your staff that maybe are the, the guys who the players can go to when they feel like you're, you know, breathing fire on them? And because you got to have the, you know, the guys that your lieutenants who the players can feel comfortable. Yeah, um, you know, my job is to protect the culture, not not feelings. Um, uh, and but I, I do think. Um, you know, again, this 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 comes up anytime you're not experiencing the success that that you want. Um, the vocal minority uh, gets a lot of the attention. Um, you know, go go ask Sam Ellinger if he thinks I'm bad cop, or Colin Johnson, or Devin Duvernay, uh, or Malcolm Roach, or Joseph Osai, or Keontae Ingram. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on of of guys that uh, know and understand how much I care about each and every one of the, our players. Um, and it's important to me um, because, uh, as I've, I've said many times, the, the best way that I describe the one word I, I think that's so critical uh, to understanding our program is parental. Uh, we are going to shower them, I mean, shower them with unconditional love um, and you know we're, we're going to be there in times of need. We're going to provide them with every tool um, and resource uh, there is to be successful. Uh, but we're also much like a parent should. I hope um, you see less and less of it these days. But we're going to hold them to a very high standard. And when that standard's not meant met, uh, we're going to a hold them accountable and b. Uh, teach them like a good parent how to not make that mistake again so um, yeah I don't I didn't like I don't know what your relationship with your dad was when you were a teenager but uh, or uh, other people with with their parents um, when they were teenagers but um, my my mom was not my friend my mom was my mom Um, and you know, I think that as coaches, uh, maybe that's where, where that gets misconstrued a little bit. Our, our job is to be um, parental, and uh, with that comes a lot of love, a lot of love, sometimes tough love, too. And, um, uh, you know, they've, uh, for the most part, have been um, very receptive to that love, but... Uh, yeah, we, we certainly, I mean, I, again, holding people to a standard that's set, um, to me, is not playing bad cop. That's, um, that's my job. And um, it doesn't mean when I hold someone accountable for something that they are doing that is going against the, the things that we believe in as a program um, that I don't love them. Um, that's, I think... 
the youth today gets that a little bit confused. Well, you know, Coach Herman scolded me, so how can he tell me he loves me? Right? I mean, I don't know about your parents, but my mom scolded me plenty of times, and I never once doubted her love for me. Um, and so that's probably the, the best way that I can describe it. I hope that that sinks in. But, um, you know, I, I would just caution um, anyone that, that believes that, you know, the vocal minority somehow happens to be the voice um, of the team uh, because it's not. And, um, you know, you and I have had a, a few discussions about this before. And, um, um, you know, there's a lot of guys in there that, that would um, do anything uh, for this program, for myself as the head coach, for their position coach. Um, because, yeah, the, those lieutenants, the assistant coaches, the Kevin Washingtons of the world, Yancey McKnight, uh, we've all got to have great relationships with them for for this to succeed. Frank, Brian? I actually want to build off Anwar's question. So do you feel like that you and the staff and the whole support staff collectively, y'all have not squeezed enough talent out of two top five recruiting classes, and the first class was ranked 25th, whatever, that y'all should, have, y'all should be squeezing more out of, out of this group collectively? Yes. And, and at the same time, though, um, it's a fine line to walk. The coaches are responsible for it, but the players have to be responsible too. Correct. So how do you manage that? You evaluate. Um, and, you know, again, <clears throat> we've got a saying around here, and I learned it from Coach Meyer, and it was great. It stuck with me, and it made a lot of sense because I've been on staffs where – uh, position coaches, you know, aren't getting the response uh, from a player that they want, and they say, "Oh, that friggin' kid, that kid, that kid, that kid." No, that coach. You're the adult. You're the one that that uh, does this for a living, and so we're never going to blame the players. Um, so it's our job. We recruited them and their personalities. Um, and so it's our job to find um, the right buttons to push, if you will. If, if, a, if a young man, if you're, if you're giving them these tools and the young man is not using those tools, then it's still your job to then educate them on why it's important right. to use those tools. So, and, and so there's, there's so many ways that... Um, that you can work it, but there there is a definite fine line between you know leading a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Um, I don't know. I take him, take your head, and then <laughs> duck his head in the water, or lead him to a different trough, or right. figure something else out. Um, and uh, you know we, we've got to figure out this off season where we. Um, where we failed in in that area, uh, and and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Stay in the middle, Roger. Tom, I know the goals change weekly, and now as much as the, you didn't want this to be the case, it's for a winning record in the regular season. On the flip side, Tech can't get to a bowl, so maybe they come in 
not tight, trying to get to a ball loose, and uh, what, what are the challenges come in both of those aspects? I don't know that we'll be tight. Um, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I would imagine they'll be loose. I mean, at Texas, regardless of your record, we're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, I, I, I heard Coach Rule's post-game press conference, you know, and their, their linebacker had surgery on his, on his hand on Monday and was practicing on, on Tuesday, you know, and um, a couple of the a couple other key members of their team you know, early in the week, the trainers were like, there's no way this kid's going to play, and they, they found ways to play, um, which is a, a credit to, to him and his staff and uh, his players uh, and their fortitude. So um, we know that we're going to get Texas Tech's best shot, and we know they're going to be loose. Um, and so uh, the, I think the biggest motivation is, is not – the winning record. We're already going to a bowl game. The whole nine. I, I think it's it's got to be the people. It's got to be those seniors, and um, you know, really paying tribute uh, in a in a way to you know what they have truly meant to uh, the foundation that has been set here. Front, Kirk. Uh, Tom, at six and five, how shaken are you, and why are you still the right man for this job? Uh, I'm not shaken. No. Um, obviously, in big time evaluation mode of, of everything um, throughout our program, and you know I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. It's my job to make sure that um, you know we play to the level. Uh, that is expected at the University of Texas. Um, and am I the right man to do it? I, I believe I am, yeah. I mean, you're asking me. I, I don't know if, did you expect me to say no, I'm not, and then just walk off and drop the mic or something? Uh, I mean. <laughs> You've never gone through anything quite like this in your career, have you? Uh, the, first, university? the first year here? Yeah. That was pretty tough. Yeah. That was pretty tough. Yeah. Got time for two last ones, Joe, and then Anthony in the back. Whenever something happens to Junior, what's the rationale behind moving Derek inside to starting right tackle to right guard and bringing in Denzel instead of maybe keeping Derek at right tackle and bringing somebody else to right guard? Uh, just because of the the reps, Derek is um, much more capable mentally and from a um, skill set level to, to play, you know, he's kind of our Swiss Army knife, you know, he's our backup center too, so um, it's to get the best six on the field and Denzel's skill set, we, we tried Denzel at guard, um, saw him at training camp, he can do it, uh, but he he has just proven over the, the course of, of time that, that he's better, um, that, that that's a better option, just because we've tried it the other way and, and um, this way seems to be the the better option in terms of production. Last one in the back row. <laughs> I, I got three coaches. <laughs> uh, the, the senior class, uh, it's such a small group, but how did they leave an impression on you? And for such a small group, I'm guessing you admire them tremendously. Yes. Um, well, they stayed when we got here, and they were young, um, and they bought in. Um, some took, a couple took a little bit longer, 
than others, but uh, for the most part, um, this this crew, when when you say jump, they they ask how high. Um, they don't want to know. Well, why am I jumping? Well, what? What? Do, what wait, jump where? Jump what? You know, they they don't ask questions. They just they're they're, they're unbelievable soldiers uh, for the program, and um, so. I mean, we will forever be indebted to them because of their um, and their development. You know, you you look at, and I know Colin has has been hurt most of the season, but you look at him as a true sophomore to to where he the level he was playing at towards the end of last year and then this year and Devin Duvernay, you know, and Zach Shackelford. I mean, the list goes on and on of. of these seniors that have really, really developed um, in our three years here, not just from a skill set standpoint, but emotionally and from a leadership standpoint. And then, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Coach. Um, what are you thankful for? And uh, you have a favorite Thanksgiving food that you like? Uh, I am extremely thankful for the health of my family, my wife, and three kids. Um, I'm thankful for this team um, and for their fortitude. Um, I, I, I'm thankful that, you know, I, I look at, I think I said it post-game, and, and um, you know, when the, the, the game was, for all intents and purposes, over, and to play as hard as our defense did on fourth down to get that stop, and then to jog our starters out there with 43 seconds left, um, and still want to go score, um, you know that that told me a lot uh, about this team, and uh, to be thankful for for that fortitude and um, grittiness. Um, and then you know I'm thankful for the people in my life that um, that are honest with me and and that that love me. Um, you know, family and friends that that are there for me, and my favorite food. Um, I don't, you know, when I was a kid, uh, my grandma and her sisters and, and brothers they used to make. Um, we used to have raviolis on Thanksgiving. I think they still do, and it was literally hand stuffed, hand you know, crimped down raviolis that I, I think. You know, they spent a whole week, you know, folding these raviolis and homemade sauce and all that stuff. So I haven't had that in a while because I hadn't been back to Cincinnati for a Thanksgiving in, in quite some time. But um, growing up, man, I, I look forward to those raviolis like nobody's business. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you.